0: Remo is a brand strategist, writer, and the founder of Storytell Her. She guides female entrepreneurs to tap into their inner storytellers to share their unique message, connect deeply with their audience, and attract soulmate clients into their business. Heather is an ex-corporate climber who now lives each day in pursuit of her passion to help women make a deeper impact. She's a frequent speaker on branding, storytelling, releasing shame from your story, and navigating entrepreneurship as an empath. She's been published in Medium and Authority Magazine. Welcome back to the show, Super Expanders. I am so thrilled, so excited for today's guest. We have been planning this, you know, coordinating this time to share with you some really, really, really exciting stories. And I'm really and in- mostly just excited to have this conversation and have this time with her. So, you guys, it's actually really selfish, a selfish thing because I wanted to hang out with her. So, I am so delighted to introduce you to. Heather
1: Ramo. Hi, everyone. Corey, thank you so much for having me. I'm just delighted to be here, truly.
0: Yeah, so excited. So we, I always like to give a little context. We met, hmm maybe like a year and a half ago now. I think time really does fly when I was like, wait, hold on, was it really a year and a half ago? Maybe even a little bit more than that. (laughs) Um, At the Pitch Club event in Palm Springs at that beautiful Mm. rainbow hotel, which I can't even think of the name of it with the most epic (laughs) views. And we were in the company of one of our favorite people, Rebecca Caffiero, who Mm -hmm. brought us all together. And she really is such a powerhouse. And I'm so grateful because I was in the room and I got to meet you there. So that's how we know each other. And since then, we found out that as we were all the way across the country, we actually live in the same city, which was amazing. (laughs) So cool. Yeah, because it's really hard to find entrepreneurial friends especially here in this yes. city of politics and big careers, right?
1: Yes. 100%. It is so strangely hard to find friends here that are entrepreneurs.
0: Yes, it absolutely yeah. is. So, that is the context. That's how we know each other and mm-hmm. I'm excited to to share Heather with you today. So, Heather, we got to we got to tell everyone who are you deep down on mm-hmm. a soul level? This is this is where we go deep so everyone can really just hit the gas pedal and get to know you.
1: Yes. Well, I love going deep. I'm a very deep person. And I love the question, who are you on a soul level? I think it's such a beautiful journey to explore that throughout your life. For me, those answers have changed and shifted throughout my life. And I know they will as I continue to grow, but I feel very connected as a writer, as a creator, as a introspective woman, a deep thinker, um, a lover. I am someone who sees beauty in small details and who just absolutely loves the, the surprises of life and, and the small moments, those relationships, connections. I'm someone who, who thinks very deeply and, and who loves to create. And that has ultimately led me as well into being a storyteller and a brand builder um, and really a champion of women sharing their voices and their stories and their message.
0: Mm, I love it. And that's really (laughs) exciting because we are moving into the era that the where the world actually just belongs to to the creator. So if you're listening, you really should make sure that you turn up the volume, grab your notebook, because she's going to share a lot of her story but also probably share some tips and mm-hmm. tricks that might really shift the trajectory of how you're building your personal brand how you yes. are how you're showing up and really the thing is it doesn't matter whether you have a have a you know 9 to 5 corporate job or whether you are an entrepreneur it is a must
1: that you build yes. a personal brand period yes 100% could not agree more. It's not just for entrepreneurs, for founders, for influencers. It's, it's so important for everyone because your personal brand is really what people think of you. It's how they experience you. And, and the most powerful part is that you have a really big piece of influencing that. So it's extremely powerful.
0: So I want to ask you a bunch of questions about yes. how you really connected to that like storytelling piece of like that yes. drives your soul. But I have to ask this before I forget, or maybe I should just write it down. <laughs> uh, I think I think I'm just gonna skip ahead and then we'll go back. When sure. you're looking and talking about a personal brand. Mm-hmm. When I'm hearing you talking about it, what I hear is personal brand is almost like reputation, but I think yes. like there's a distinction. So maybe we can explore
1: that for a moment and then we're going to go back to your story. Yeah, absolutely. I think in many ways, personal branding and reputation are extremely synonymous. And I think people, many people get confused about the concept of branding because first, it can be a bit ambiguous. It can be a little all over the place. And there are a lot of voices trying to influence what branding is. We often feel very clear when it comes to visual branding or when it comes to website copywriting, but we get less clear when it comes to things that are not tangible and your personal brand is not tangible. It's not something that people can feel or, well, they can feel it, but they can't touch it. They can't see it. And so it can be challenging to to think about creating experiences and creating emotions and reputations that go in alignment with who you are. I think ultimately the biggest way to start thinking about your personal brand is to just get curious, to start asking questions about who you truly are on a soul level. Like we opened this conversation with, because I don't think many of us give ourselves enough space an opportunity to really explore who we are as a person and as a human at the soul level. Mm,
0: this is going to be a juicy conversation. Mm-hmm. Can you
1: tell, guys? <laughs> okay,
0: thanks for clearing that up for me because oh, I, you know, sometimes I'm like, you know, is it the same thing? Do I do I have this right? Am I really understanding this this correctly? But yeah. I'm glad that I was on I was on the right track. You are. So let's go back and dive a little bit deeper into how yeah. it is that you really arrived at this place of of storytelling. of yes. Being like a, an advocate, a teacher um, and just a a true storyteller yourself. How did that come to be?
1: Yes. So my story is deeply rooted in my corporate past. So that is my my background. I come from corporate America and I, I really did Everything that I was supposed to do, or so I thought I was supposed to do. Um, you know, I went to the top universities. I took out a lot of debt to get those great degrees. And then I stepped into that corporate career, which was ultimately supposed to be the pinnacle of success, what I had been working for and working for. And I just felt so unhappy, but I didn't know quite how to change that path. And so I kept doing what I was doing in my consulting career, really feeling like there were two versions of me that were living and coexisting at the same time. There was that corporate self and then there was the creative self. I've always been a writer, a thinker. Um, I've loved to, to tell stories and listen to stories and read stories, but there were these two, two paths that were, that were coming together and Ultimately, my my big shift or, or what was that big wake-up moment for me was a moment of crisis. So I had my dad, who was extremely close to me, loved him dearly, passed away a few years ago. And in that moment, I think I really realized that your life at some point ends. There will You will run out of chances to, to do something or try something new or, or find who you're really trying to become. And the biggest thing that stuck with me as I was thinking about the end of his life was that there were probably many, many stories and experiences and and heartache and secrets and moments within him that died with him that were not shared, that no one would ever have access to that wisdom or to learn those pieces of him because those stories weren't told. And so I started thinking about that. And at the same time, I was so lost. I was depressed and anxious and grieving and just a total mess. And I started leaning into personal development and personal optimization. And that path innately led me to the world of entrepreneurship, of really forging my own path, of taking control over my own life, of getting out of autopilot. And so it was really through many challenging experiences where I was also at the same time learning about the woman that I am, who I'm I'm becoming, who I've always been before the world told me who I should be. All of these pieces really beautifully merged where I started learning about how can I help other women entrepreneurs find their voice and find their message and share their story. And it has felt like a huge homecoming to who I've always meant to be before my path got deviated.
0: So I feel like it sounds like you're like a therapist for um, brands.
1: (laughs) I love, I love to think of myself as a brand therapist. I will, of course, caveat, I do not have any type of of therapy certifications, but um, I actually, I really do. um, I take on that identity because I'm a big proponent of therapy in my own life. I have been actively seeing my therapist for over five years now, and it has changed my life in many ways. And I love to be able to take those pieces of knowledge that she shares with me that I apply to my life and help others think those same ways or apply those concepts to their own life. And a lot of times that is what storytelling is. It's sharing wisdoms. It's sharing experiences. It is closing the gap of humanity and realizing that so many of us are actually so extremely similar in what we go through and what we fear and what we desire.
0: It is so true, right? Like we're all yeah. so similar yet simultaneously so unique because yes. the way, you know, no one's lived experience is your lived experience. And that's really, yes. The, um, that's kind of like your superpower, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yes. Oh
0: my goodness. Okay. So if someone was to come to you and be like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I have no clue how to tell a story. If you had to, and I know this is like, this is like a lofty, Um, job I'm about to give you is if you could give someone just like maybe three ish, maybe three to five pointers on
1: like where to get started with that, Mm -hmm. what would you say? Okay. So if someone has no clue what their story is, I would have you either, we could talk through it or you could journal it. I would have you think about three specific questions. The first one is who were you? This can be the identities that you have held throughout early parts of your life, your childhood, um, the worldviews that you grew up with, how you started to form who you are. So that's first question. Who Who were you? Then I would ask you, what happened? And you could take this in a million different directions. Many people often think of a few big pivotal moments in their life, those big changes, those heartaches, those rock bottoms, those joyous moments. There are often a few things that come to mind, but it could also be those small things, those parallels, those themes, those little moments that add up and compound into those bigger epiphanies and aha moments. So I'd ask you, what happened? and leave that completely up to your own interpretation. The third question I would ask is, who are you now? And that really gets into what have you learned from those experiences and who do you want to become in the future? Those are going to be the three foundational pillars of starting to think about an arc of your story. And obviously we can get so, so much deeper into that, but if you have those three pieces, if that starts to show you the transformation of your own story, you can start not only being able to fill in some of those details, but that helps you at a very high level communicate your story to others.
0: Mm, So good. Mm. Okay. So as I was listening to you say that I thought to myself, okay, but who are you now? When we start to like, that that sort of made me feel like, oh my God, well, I already have to have like arrived. Mm. Do you, do you encounter that with some of your clients? Like that makes me think that I have to be perfect. I have to have arrived at this finally perfectly curated person coach entrepreneur mother whomever yes. whatever your story is to be able to start sharing it
1: yes that is actually one of the biggest pain points and hurdles that i hear a lot of my clients struggling with is they struggle to tell like the end of their story or the now of their story and so i would first say yes, there. your story does not end. It continues and continues. And that's what makes it challenging because when we think about a traditional story, it has a beginning, middle, and end. And we don't have that quite clear luxury when we're thinking of our own stories. So I would first say that you are not wrong to think that, but you also in no way have to have arrived at this perfect entrepreneur or get there or have that or whatever type of threshold that we all set out for ourselves, that ultimately becomes the moving target of your story. You start to share how you're moving in this direction, or you have this vision for your future, or you want to bring these values moving forward, or you have this lesson that was really painful, and now you're carrying that moving forward. That's what I mean by who are you now. It is a constantly changing, growing, evolving version, but it's also there's so much power in establishing yourself as a bit flawed that makes you relatable. That makes you real people relate to imperfection because we are not perfect humans as it is. So being able to share those flaws is, is one way to connect a little bit deeper with your audience or your ideal clients or readers, whoever that might be.
0: Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So inside of all of that, what was the the tipping point for you? Because Mm. you mentioned you were in corporate. Yes. Just start living the version of your story that you are now living.
1: Yes. So when I think about my tipping point, it's actually quite interesting. I don't know if there is a specific, like big tipping point that moved me over because for me, I knew for many, many years I was on the wrong path. And it was like this one instance would come up and, and I'd be like, I really should think about changing this path and starting this business that I've been thinking about. But then I'd I'd retreat back into my shell and I'd get scared and I wouldn't I wouldn't move forward. I wouldn't take that even first baby step. But whenever I get asked this question, there is one moment that slightly stands out above the others and it was a probably about 3 years ago when my mom called me up and she asked me if I would want to go on a 2 week cruise in the Caribbean with her. And this was so uncharacteristic of my mom. She never asked me to do anything like this. She knew I loved traveling, but she didn't travel that much. And it was never something that she would ask, but she had just finished a really life-changing surgery and had worked really hard to get to where she was. And she wanted to celebrate that. And so she wanted to go on a cruise and she called me up and she's like, Hey, do you want to come with me? And the first immediate gut reaction that I had to this request from my mother, who I love dearly, we've become extremely close since my dad passed away, I would do anything for this woman. My first gut reaction when she asked me to do this was that is going to take two weeks of my PTO. And so I had that reaction and then I felt gutted it was like a boom, boom, it was gut Mm -hmm. reaction. And I felt gutted. And I realized who am I actually living this life for? Is it this job that I I don't even like at this point? I'd been checked out of this job for years. I had actually um, created excuses of why I wasn't ready for the next promotion, even though I could lead a team better than a lot of people who were already leading teams. And I knew that, but I didn't want it. So I was already actively resisting that career path But then I was also turning away and saying no to the only things that truly, truly mattered to me. So in it was, I would say that is the biggest tipping point out of many small tipping points where I was like, this is not it. And I had to make a change at that point. That was the first small baby step that I took.
0: Mm, Okay. So there had to have been a super expander that you have to have a story that, that showed you that what you're doing is now possible for you back then when you were like, okay, this is my tipping point, but we, we all hit our tipping point, but then it's a whole nother story to actually take the action and start doing the damn thing.
1: Yes. Oh yes. So I have, I can think of many expanders, uh, super expanders in my life, but when you were talking about, you know, that tipping point, and then it's the next that we have to do. I think of Rebecca Caffiero coming into my life because I saw, and this is funny, I saw a Pinterest ad for her masterclass probably a month or so after I after this phone call with my mom. And so at the time, you know, I, this tipping point had happened. I was like, I'm gonna make this business thing a reality. And so what do you do when you don't know what to do? You go to Google and you're Googling and you're Googling how to start an online business. What am I supposed to do? And you're downloading all these freebies and you're not getting anywhere. If anything, there's just more noise coming into your world. So I did that for about a month, uh, getting very frustrated. And then I saw a Pinterest ad for her masterclass. We have since talked about the fact that I think she ran maybe one Pinterest ad ever. Like she didn't do Pinterest, she tried it once and it didn't really work, but I saw that specific ad. So I attended her free five-day masterclass and I showed up to this masterclass not knowing a darn thing about pretty much anything related to entrepreneurship. And I remember thinking that I was so un qualified or so unworthy of being in that room of other entrepreneurs that I almost didn't go. But what made me go was I was curious about what these people were talking about. I knew that I was so far back from being in this space. I think the masterclass was called you know, five days to five figure months or something. And at the time I was so far away from that, obviously. Um, But I was so curious what the people in that room were talking about. So I attended the masterclass and my entire world flipped upside down because I was expanded in such a way during those five days where I started to get curious about how much I didn't know and how many skills that I could learn. And so that was truly a domino effect of me flipping those, those little levers in my mind and, and shushing some of those voices in the back of my mind that were telling me this is crazy. This is too much. You can't do this. This isn't normal. When I started to put myself in rooms of other people who were doing what I wanted to do, and who had the mindset and the outlook that I wanted to grow, everything started to be less resistant for me. Mm,
0: So, so good. Yeah, it's so true, and I feel like Rebecca has been an expander for for so many people. So and many if, people, in fact. If you guys are listening to this and you want to go get a little bit of her story, you can scroll back a lot of episodes. Um, I'll, I'll have to find that. Maybe I'll link it in the show notes, and and drop it in there for you guys to listen because she was on the Super Expander podcast very early on. Mm-hmm. So excited to <laughs> share that too. But okay, so she was an expander for you. Yes. And then you leaned in to doing what you are doing now. So Mm -hmm. let's uh, share a little bit with the audience, like what working with you, if they're like, I know that they're like, oh my gosh, I need to like dial my story and I need to hone in on this. What would that look like? How would that, how would that process start? How could they find you?
1: Yes, absolutely. So I have a few different ways to work with me. The most impactful one, the one that I am so excited about is is a group program that I am launching called the Storytell Her Collective. And so Storytell Her is my bigger brand, and it has really been born from the realization that telling your story and getting clear on your story is not something that you do in a silo. And I think that was something that not only I struggled with for so long, but I see so many other women struggling with the fact that they will... Sit down and try to like write out their story or get clear on their story, but there's so many other pieces that go into it. So how I approach storytelling, and it's really a, a mix of personal branding and marketing and copywriting and mindset, all of the above is through this, this unique container where not only do I teach you how to, you know, artfully tell a story but also how do you uncover your own personal brand? What are those questions that you can ask to figure out who you were, what happened and who you're becoming? There's elements of copywriting and content writing and marketing and all of those pieces. So when you come to work with me, yes, I help you find your voice. I help you get clear on your message. Those are what I do at at the heart and soul level. But I also want you to know that there's so much more that goes into it. And I'm not blind to that. So I support you really from a holistic 360 view of not only being able to uncover your story, but to feel safe in being visible and sharing it. That's a huge part as well. There's a lot of releasing judgment, releasing shame, releasing all the shoulds of your story and finding the power in your lived experiences, both painful and joyful. So it's it's all of that in, in working with me in both the group setting and on one-on-one. I, I take the same approach.
0: Oh, so, so mm-hmm. good. Okay. So what's the best way for everyone to find you and get in your world and, yes. and kind of explore which which way might be the best for them to get started? absolutely.
1: So I am on Instagram. I am Heather underscore Ramo, my last name, R-A-M-E-A-U. And then also a great way to stay in touch with me and really start to um, expose yourself to different types of storytelling and branding and marketing is my email list. And it is called Sunday Stories. And I'm absolutely obsessed with this community that I have built because it is my own community. I can be as long-winded as I would like to without worrying about the character, of Instagram. And it's a great way to not only get into my world, but also to observe storytelling and branding in action. So you can apply those same concepts to your own life and business. So there's a link on my website. You can sign up for my email list.
0: Ah, I know. I look forward to those popping it into yes. my email box every Sunday. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, so good. Okay. So if there was one last, just a parting word of words of
1: wisdom for the Mm. audience, what would you leave them with? Yes. I think that storytelling is a constant. It is not something that you're going to check off your box one day or check off that to-do list of figure out my story. It is really the most profound expression and journey of self-compassion and self-expression and really latching on to personal branding and storytelling for life. I think it's the most profound way to understand not only who you are, but also to be able to communicate that with your audience, to create those real deep connections that people are desperately craving out of our service providers, out of our influencers, out of our creators, out of people, humans, just friends in general. So if there's one piece, I would say just get so curious and be so open-minded about not only understanding and uncovering who you are through your personal brand, but sharing that with others by telling stories. And I think it will set you and your business apart in ways that you cannot even comprehend if you are open and willing to sharing those pieces of who you are.
0: Oh my goodness. I feel like that's, yeah, so, so true. I also think what's really interesting is I've been kind of like leaning into this because, you know, storytelling is such a hot topic. It is. These days is that uh, by practicing the art of it, Mm. Which it is. It's it's an art. It's an right? art. It's just like refining your skill. I think it really brings a tremendous amount of presence to your life because you start yes. to see the world through a whole new way. You start looking for lessons in places mm. because, like, you're each day, you should be able to kind of like wrap it up at the end of the day and yes. have some sort of story to tell, right? I mean, I'm, I almost think that that could be like a fun thing for families to do, right? Is around the table, yes. like, is telling your story for today, right? And listen, yes. I don't know, building interest and in anticipation and your delivery of it, which, and I'm like sitting here, was like, we're about to wrap this up. And I'm like, let's just start a <laughs> whole nother podcast. But I'm thinking about my- My daughter and thinking about how like I'm consistently trying to have these conversations with her about being a more impactful communicator because Mm, we can tend to kind of like go on and on and on and you could have a really long story to tell, but what's really Mm. important is you want people to give them a reason to listen, whether that's to ask a question or engage or like hang on your every word so that they get their their questions answered.
1: Yes, I I love what you said, because I often get asked, how do I become a better storyteller or what's something that I can do? And I always tell people, the the best storytellers are actually just extremely observant people. They watch how others interact with each other. They're looking for lessons and outcomes and experiences, and they're able to take something that they've seen or experienced and connect it with a bigger lesson, with a bigger wisdom, with a bigger um, shock value, whatever that might be. They are Good storytellers are just observant people and anybody can be an observant person and it does make you more present in your day-to-day, 100%.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Is this, I'm like, huh. So, so everybody needs to practice the art of storytelling Yes, to be better, just better human beings, right? Uh, Yes. So that's the moral of this story, guys. (laughs) Make sure that you go down into the show notes and give Heather a follow. Let her know that you heard where you found her, how, like you found her on this episode here. And you know what? I mean, sharing is caring. So be sure that you share this episode with your friends, because as we just found out, everybody needs to become a better storyteller. And we will catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you, Corey. This was amazing. I had so much fun. Yes, so so much fun. (laughs) If you like what you heard, stop, drop
0: and leave a five-star review and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. As always, the best way that you can thank our amazing guests is to share your biggest takeaway and then tag us on social media.